Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. Nice face. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What do you got, dude? Tonight, I am drinking Mendocino Brewing's own Red Tail Amber Ale. That's a local brew, man. Straight out of Ukiah. Straight out of Ukiah, about an hour from us, in the old brag. Not straight out of Compton. No, it's not that ghetto. Anyway. Well, not that kind of ghetto. <laughs> not that kind of ghetto. Uh, and I am drinking, thanks to John Skeen, uh, drinking new Albanian brewing company's Hoptimus. It's an Imperial IPA. Oh, it's going to be a good show. Hoptimus Prime? Hoptimus Prime. I want to say thanks again to John Skeen. He sent us a whole crate of beer. Most of it's gone. Honestly. Obviously. And just a quick uh, <laughs> congrats to John Skeen for getting his first four-star in Marvel Puzzle Quest mm. today. You got the Sam Wilson Cap character. And, I, and you know, I just really appreciate you being a fan of the show, sending us beer. And anybody that sends me beer is good in my book. So thank you again, sir. Word. All right. Should we go? We should go. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IamMoGriggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so of course, take us time, take the time to give us a positive rating and share us on the social medias. And we didn't get a new five-star rating this week, but I'm fully confident that we'll get one for we next We did week. get a new Pinterest follower, though. Well, that's something. We did Jess. Did they? From Passionately Casual, decided oh. to uh, actually look at all of our Star Wars stuff, and she seems to like it, so. She just follows on Instagram, because my t-shirts does. are amazing. Well, your t-shirts are amazing. Day 38. Day 38. I can go at least another 30 days, I think. Which seems like I have a problem. You do. Indeed. All right, so, we have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Swotor fans. If you, you know... Want to skip around, but stay with us the whole show. It's going to be a good one. We're excited. Uh, so patreon.com slash usual podcast. We're going to do another drawing on episode 35 and we're on our way to uh, doing a big old giant round table with some folks. And I'm pretty excited about that. So give us a buck or two an episode if you think we're worthy and, uh, join the crew of patrons. To we're the not usual worthy. Podcast. We're well, not, not worthy. You're not worthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worthy. <laughs> and if you want to be super awesome, nobody's taking us up on it yet, but if you want socks and beer, 10 bucks an episode uh, via Pippi's Long Stockings, my wife's shop. And uh, we'll send you some socks, send you some beer for uh, after being a $10 contributor for a month. So thank you. And I can personally vouch for these socks. They're comfortable as hell. I'm wearing some right now. I'm wearing no socks currently. Well, it's because you're a weirdo. Well, it's in the evening and it's a thousand degrees in here. And you're in your own home, whereas I'm not. I'm in my own home accurate all right so audibletrial.com slash usual podcast 30-day free trial of course with a free audiobook um same as last week i'm just going to suggest ready player one his new book armada if you want to check it out ernest klein and uh aftermath i haven't finished it yet i need to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna suggest aftermath as well i haven't even started it yet but it's definitely on my list and uh hopefully i'll be able to get to that sometime next week and if you've heard episode 29 we gave a lot of other uh some links in the show notes for some other audiobooks and all based on the new stuff that just came out this month so there we go all right man ready ready you 
want to fight, I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Sotor. So, community shoutouts. We're going to start there. Passionate Casual, uh, episode 5. Uh, they interviewed Odin Omen from the Geek on Geek Media, and it was a really good interview. It was. I really, really enjoyed this interview. I mean, Odin uh, was entirely uh, forthcoming about private issues and stuff, but um, I mean, as, as someone personally who also suffers from depression, I'm on medication for it. It's, it is important to know that you're not the only one out there that's gone through this, although it can feel that some feel that way sometimes. And, uh, it is really cool to, I've never had a gaming outlet like this where I can talk to people and it's led to other things. For example, I said the John Skeens in our Alliance for Marvel puzzle quest, yep. we have a, a, a cartel going on, uh, uprising you know, we've got our guild and everything. So I'm getting much more social in the games I play, right. which does help a lot. It really does. And man, I mean, if I got nothing from that interview, it's that you aren't alone and everybody goes through their stuff and it's really important to reach out Ask for help if you need it and, and know that you're not alone and gaming can be, can, can help. It can, sure. and you know, extra life is another great way to deal with this. Is- Just found out I'm not going to be in town for extra life weekend. So we're going to have to arrange something else. That's my brother-in-law's wedding. I know I'm appalled by the whole thing. So we'll figure that Damn out. Damn you, Packy. Oh, that kid. Okay. So moving on. Carillion Run Radio episode 153 dropped yesterday, I believe. Uh, they interviewed Master Lou. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but we love Master Lou. He's one of our peeps. We do. And, um, you know, uh, it's gotta be good if Master Lou's on it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely an entertaining person. I, I, I'm an, I'm a fan. Yes. So there it is. All right. So weeks in games, should we just get to the madness, dude? <laughs> so right. we, we wogged it up last week and, uh, now this was, now to be honest, this was our first massive wog run where we had a lot of people. We were doing not difficult content, but content where people had to be somewhat. We were doing nightmare EV for the achievements, and yes, what I found interesting is that a couple people, Redna included. I mean, there was a whole bunch of people. Jesse was there, Redna was there, JT, um, Master Lou was in the chat room, but he didn't right. have a tune. Um, you know, Chinook was there. We just had a, a whole lot Pretty of. Pretty little Sith was on. Yeah, Heather was there too for a bit, and so we had a lot of people. And this was, <laughs> they kept saying it was four manable. I'm not buying it, but that's fine. It's four manable. We had 11 people in a 16 man. <laughs> and I think it would have been okay if not for two things. Uh, the first being. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, me? Yes. Are you talking about the lava? Well, that was going to be the second one. The first thing is the oh. consumption of alcohol. Well, that's important. By all parties involved. Well, oh, look. most parties so, involved. <laughs> one of our, we're not going to mention names. One of our players. And look, there's a stream out there. Redna streamed it. There's, it's, it's out there for, it is for consumption. Especially the lava portion. Oh, yeah. And so what was really funny is some of us had had a few drinks previous. Yes. Maybe weren't coherent. I was fine, but I was fine. Ish. But the point is, is that <laughs> there was a couple of us that weren't, and at some point I may or may not have fallen in lava. Well, the funniest thing about that is about seven of us followed him into the I was lava. just running, and I was like, oops, I went too far, and then I saw like a bunch of other people come behind me. We were like funny. lemmings going off a cliff, and it's not like it was normal lava. We were actually going off a cliff where we couldn't jump back up, so you had to be right. pulled. I mean, it took at least ten minutes to get everybody out of there, and... 
I felt bad because I was like, and I just, I attributed it to my amazing leadership skills. Because, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously people want to follow me. Yes. Right? Well, the, the funniest part about it was there were two people that were still dead in the lava. <laughs> I survived and I was on this little ledge partly, partly oh, down. Right. We couldn't get you. And they couldn't get me out yet. And they said, well, okay, well, this is a good thing because I went down and I was just about to raise them, you know, uh, resurrect them. Right. Right. And just as it happened, I got attacked by all of the lava <laughs> monsters. So I'm like, oh my God, you aggroed the mobs. <laughs> and the whole mob came down on me. And all of a sudden, everybody from the cliff uh, is starting to attack right on me and everything. Yeah. I, and I'm sure Jess got a, got a nice screenshot of it. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, look, it was fun. It took a long time. We, many of us weren't paying attention during one of the phases, uh, with Soa. And may have fallen to our deaths and watched watch the rest of the fight via the floor. That's the second that time me. I've died in that part. I survived the last time. This time I died. Yeah, I don't know. What was it? This Oh, I know why I died this time. Because everyone was talking because they were drunk. And I didn't right. hear the call saying get to the west <laughs> part of the platform. I heard it about half a second too late. I literally was on the ledge. And then I slipped and fell because I was just that close to fucking to getting on there. Well, I, I do have to say that, uh, um, I think it was Mox was leading the, the, yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he had the patience of Job, dude. Oh, uh, we love that guy. Thank you, Mox, for your patience and your love and guiding the wogs of us through. Yes. So, uh, the, tomorrow, I will say that tomorrow <laughs> I will not be imbibing of any alcohol. Oh, that's no fun. During the wog run. I will be. Of course you will. Yeah. But uh, tomorrow's walk run is Nightmare Mode um, KP mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to finish off some achievements before 4.0 drops. Yep. It's going to be fun. So if you're interested, want to join us, more than welcome, jump on to Unholy Alliance and Wookie Mistake, join the guild, yep. and um, you know sign up for the walk runs there. If you've never done, uh, trust me, it's not like no one's yelling at you for sucking because by the gods, uh, we just laugh. Yes. It's pretty fun. Anyway, it is um, a very low key. Yeah. And that's the point of it. You know, we wanted to start a group that we didn't feel like we had to sweat and learn mechanics to the point to where we're like, and this is not progression. You want to be progressive, you know, you want to do progression, join a different group. We will do story modes and ones we're totally out leveled for. And when the new content comes, when everything scales, we'll, we'll start with story modes and see how it goes. And, you know, we're going to inch our way through it. We're not, we're not rushing. Yeah. This is great for somebody like me who, you know, this is my first MMO and mm-hmm. I never really played first person games on, on computer at all. So getting the, the, uh, the keys down and everything is, has been a challenge for me over the last four years. Um, so this is a great way for me to get the story content, earn achievements and kind of get the basics of, of, uh, ops groups down. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's kind of nice and it's fun. It is very fun. And we have a good group, so definitely check it out. All right. Well, uh, let's get some some news, brother. Brother? Mm. Oh. Uh, you know, let's, you, roll. let's you, roll with it. Okay. Okay. So, news. <laughs> uh, there's a few things. Not a whole lot, but let's let's roll through this. So, there was a post uh, talking about Nico Okar. There was a lot of people asking about him. And we talked about, I think, last week about him being uh, a character you will get at level one. Right, you'll have to wait until you get to 60. Well, this they've kind of changed it a little bit. So, Eric says, As I mentioned in my previous post, the plan for getting Nico in Fallen Empire was that you would recruit him into your alliance as you were playing through the storyline. However, 
Knowing the concerns about how you access Nico, we are also going to send you a token in the mail, which with which will allow you to have Nico right away. If you want to get Nico as part of playing through Fallen Empire, you can still do that. Just delete the token from your mail, and you will get him naturally. On the flip side, if you claim the token, we will still let you do his recruitment mission later on. You will just already have him. So this way, the decision is in your hands on whether you want to get him as part of this recruitment, or if you want to just get him right away. And it is worth repeating that Nico is only accessible to subscribers who qualified for him. So this was the hiccup with it. People were asking because because we're subscribers, we get him. You don't get automatically get him in the story. Right. And so... But by subscribing, we get that part of the story. So I'm curious. I, I haven't really made a decision on what I would do. Um, I think I think I'd leave the token in there because I plan on playing the story right away. And then when I get him naturally, I think on any other tunes, I would just open them up. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. What I'm, about what I'm probably gonna do is, you know, my main is my is my uh, imperial operative, and uh, the agent operative, and that'll be the first one that I go through the new content with, and I'll play that naturally and get him as it as it pops up in story. Um, but I'm gonna treat the token just like I would um, when I start any new characters and all of a sudden you've got all your stuff from being a subscriber, all right. the stuff that you've qualified for. And I'm just going to start doing it then. Yeah. Um, but the characters that have already got to 60 now, I'm not like, for example, I've got my, my smuggler is at 60, but it hasn't gone through Zyost and it hasn't finished Yavin yet. Mm. So I'm going to wait with that one until I finish Yavin, finish Zyos, and then I'll get it because I'm already at level. Right. So I might as well play with that story in mind. That but makes sense. any, any new tunes I create, I'm just going to unlock them. Yeah. I mean, once I do it once, I mean, you know, I like to see if there are changes in the classes, like with the different classes, if I go through the storyline. But after I get them once on my main, I'm just going to unlock them because I, I, I'm really excited about this with, about this particular companion. Yeah. Well, you know, I have, you know, eight, I have a main and seven alts, right? Basically, I've got eight, eight mains and, um, they're all at 60. Right. And so I'm going to go through the recruitment story and get with all of them because some are light, some are dark, some are. I gotcha. So I'm going to go through that to see how the storyline changes. Oh, you're saying any others beyond that? Yeah. But any others beyond those eight. So you're a crazy person. I am a crazy person. I can do it once, probably. Maybe twice. Maybe once light. Maybe once pub, once imp. I don't know, man. I. Like, I think that there's got to be, there's probably going to be achievement differences, just Hopefully. like there are for, like, Jason Wilson or, Hopefully. or, um, you know, HK51, you know, there's yeah. different things. So I've got to go through it to try to get the achievements anyways. Of course you do. Of course you're, I do. You're, you're that guy. Um, on the same note, uh, somebody asked, my only remaining question is if we decide to wait, can we assume we'll have Nico in the first, uh, coffee dump, uh, basically chapters one through nine? And the answer is yes. We know he's coming up in, in the first nine chapters. So. As long as you've done, you were a subscriber during the month subs- that it was required. Well, and, well, subscriber, and then you go through the storyline. Right. Right. Um, because you can't go through the storyline unless you're a subscriber. That's the, that's the thing with, with this. Expansion. Right. But if you, but if you purchase the, uh, if you become a subscriber after the release date, Right. You get the content, but you won't be able to get Nico Okar. You'll get him through the storyline, though. No. That's not, that's, if you look at what Musco just said, he said. But he, but you'll get him in your alliance, right? Through part of the storyline. No. You only get the storyline that is the recruitment if you had subscribed early enough to get Nico. If not, that recruitment storyline is not going to be in there. Because it says, uh, however, it says, uh, 
and it is worth repeating that Nico is only accessible to those subscribers who qualified for him by being subscribed during the time period that you needed to be subscribed for Nico. If you weren't subscribed during that time period, you will not qualify for Nico. Huh. I didn't read it that way. But I think you're probably right. I I just think well, I just also, thought I mean I just I, I assume that anyways because during the whole uh, subscription time it said you have to be subscribed by this date right, to get right. Nico Okar. Yeah, and I just thought eventually he would show up in the storyline, but I guess he might. I guess he it would just be, yeah, but he won't be your. I mean, he probably is in the storyline, but you won't. But you won't him. be able to recruit him. Okay, that's that makes more sense. Okay, cool. Um, good thing I'm a subscriber because I'm playing that game. <laughs> All right, so uh, there was some. We talked about there being some character transfer maintenance, and that still seems to be kind of a thing. Um, they brought him offline last Friday, some doing some maintenance, and they plan to bring him up on Tuesday with maintenance and they're up now. Um, but there was a couple hiccups here and there. So, uh, but you can see that on, you can see the post that we have a link in the show notes. Uh, basically they're up now. I'm just wondering what they're doing. seems like a lot of character transfer maintenance. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're just kind of putting in early coding for, for whatever they're doing with better than cross server, whatever it is. I, uh, you know, I listened to bad feeling this week and they were talking a lot about, yeah. Transfers. And, um, you know, for those of you who listen, I, I, you know, I was creating my canon legacy, legacy. over on Jun Ma. Mm-hmm. And I've created four tunes over there. I've kind of held off the last couple weeks to create any more because I want to see what Bad Feeling is going to do. Because if they transfer servers to Harbinger, right. where I already have my eight mains, I'm going to be limited on my amount of characters there. So I've got to find out what, what Bad Feeling is going to do. And I think, I mean, while while these things are, I, I think they had an ulterior motive for making them so cheap. We are there are certain servers, and as Bad Feeling mentioned, that are starting to become dead. Yes, and people are starting to migrate. Even more people are starting to migrate to servers like Shadowlands or Harbinger. I know? think yeah, and I think that's a really good point. I think what they're probably doing is by making them so cheap now, they're finding out where people are naturally migrating to, so they know which servers to. And I think they'll eventually make those the main servers, yeah. maybe maybe consolidate again. I don't think they're going to go to one mega server, but consolidating one more time, yeah, maybe. I think, I mean, because I mean, right now you're going down, down to three servers, six, right? Yeah, and going down to three, yeah, maybe, two sense. or three, I don't know. Um, it, it, you don't really want to, you don't really want to split it too much more than that unless you're going mega server, be, but then you have the PvP issues. So yes. I, I don't know how they're going to solve that problem, but hopefully they're still working on it. Um, so let's jump down to patch notes since we're talking about 3.3.2. And just basically a couple things. There's some improvements in graphics and frame rate and load times. I haven't logged in yet since the update, so I'll check that out later to see if that is a thing. Uh, Bounty Contract is back. Are we doing it? I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, there's still quite a few achievements I need to do. but We most, should do it. We should, but most of them have to do with the Kingpin yeah. contracts. Mm. Um, which are basically the weeklies, and right. I just haven't had time to devote to it. Yeah. But it's one of those where you know the bounty contract is going to come back every six weeks or so. Right. So it's not like Gree where you kind of have to jump on it when it's there. Well, and that's what kills me about the Gree event. It doesn't come around enough. I don't know what the, why I can't, you know, that and the Rackle one. I wish it would just come around every other month instead of like twice a year or whatever it is, three times a year. You know, I can, under, I can understand if the, what they did was, you know, because you've got... If they brought back the what was the uh, the race the hmm? I'm drawing a blank the one where you had to go around and collect stuff oh and, the um, grand acquisition the race. grand acquisition race right 
Um, if they had like those three and they just put them on a three month rotation, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. And we've had a similar conversation this before. I just, I love the events. It, it, it gets me to log in more uh-huh. right now. I'm logging into raid and do random stuff while I'm doing Marvel puzzle quest. You yes. know, like I'm not, I'm not really doing a whole lot in game right now. It's not that I'm bored. I'm just, no, I'm waiting prob- for the new, we're content, all just waiting for 4.0, you know, and I, I love raiding with Wog and, and logging in and hanging out with the guild, but I'm finding myself doing other things instead of just going in and leveling that Merc I still need to level. Or, right. or you know, one thing I do want to do, and I, and I was listening to um, Skate Podcast today, and Max was talking about how he went through, or was it Seema? One of them was talking about they went into their one of their tunes and cleaned out the inventory. And, like, just all the old stuff that's not going to matter anymore, you're not going to use for, for um, alpha designer and stuff like that. I'm thinking about doing stuff like that. But other than that, like, the events get me to log in. Like, when the Greed came back and we did the Xeno Analyst, that was a blast. So yeah, anyway. that was a lot of fun. I mean, any anybody that follows Passionately Casual and has listened to their podcast and heard our PSA for ha-ha uh-huh. uh, knows that I mess around with my inventory quite a bit. <laughs> and um, so I, I'm terrible I, at it. I, I would say probably half of my inventory is filled up by Matt stats. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, because so I actually... my legacy bank. Right. Because I actually do a ton of crafting. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like conquest crafting and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, and actually my legacy vault is... I've got all five vaults open, and all of them are mats. Oh, wow. I've yeah. got them sorted into... I think four out of the five of mine are. Um, four and a half. And then, half. and then actually I have... Uh, Max stack, uh, max stacks of ninety nine each, right. filling up at least five vaults and other tunes. So I've right. got them all over the place. I hear you, man. Let's move on. More patch notes. Uh, let's see. In general, there's more opti- optimizations across the game. Uh, the effects of these improvements will depend on setting, computer specifications, local in-game, blah, blah, blah. Um, they've improved anti-aliasing, environment rending, um, little contrast boost there. Uh, character rendering, um, just, you know, perform, uh, rendering of shadows and stuff like that. Right. And then some frame rate improvements. So the Gree Hypergate Rest and Recharge member, have you seen that? The one person in the group was using it. Yeah. Um, can no longer be used during war zones. So that would be hilarious. D- doing that in a war zone would be funny. Um, let's see. There's some other fix, bug fixes and stuff in here. Nothing else really jumps out at me, honestly. You can check out the patch notes we have in the, uh, in the show notes. Nothing really awesome. Just, uh, that was the first time we've got patch notes in a while, honestly. They haven't really done much of that. Ready? More? Ready. Okay, so back up to class changes for the Bounty Hunter real quick. That was the the class of the week. And the story's up. Bounty Hunter and Trooper uh, class changes. Basically, I just pulled a couple things I thought were interesting. You know, we don't really dive into that much around here. Um, I like the little blurb. It says, whether you prefer bullets, missiles, or just plain fire, bounty hunters and troopers have something for you. In, <laughs> in game update 4.0, we wanted to give all power techs, vanguards, a quick way to jump into the thick of combat or instantly catch back up to a fleeing co- target. To accomplish this, we made jet, jet, charge, slash storm baseline for all power techs and vanguards. So I think that's a cool change. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another quick change to... With, uh, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. The new ability for mercs and commandos. It says rocket out and propulsion round. So jet, f- jet slash fire, especially designed propulsion round to launch yourself backwards 20 meters, gaining immunity to controlling effects while jet, while jet, while jetting slash launched cannot be used while immobilized or hindered. This ability has a 20 second cooldown. So there's 
they have a way out, which I think is kind of it's cool. It's basically like uh, Operatives Escape or, yeah. you know. Or Rolling or whatever. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, one other thing for Shield Tech and Shield Specialist, which I thought was pretty nifty. A new ability called Translocate slash Transpose. And this is swatch, swatch, swap places with a group member and bestow a benign presence upon them for up to six seconds. So targets with a benign presence are ignored by most enemies, cannot be leapt or to or pulled, and are immune to interrupts and ability activation pushback until they use an aggressive or healing ability. It has a 1.5 second activation time and a 90 second cooldown. I think this is kind of cool. So this if, is, yeah, if, this is actually, this would be great. If you are, you know, obviously it's for healers. Now imagine we're in our WAG group and we have one of those level 50 people with us and they're just about to be killed. Oh yeah. This is a perfect one to pull them out of harm's way Jump and in have there. them to get away. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that's a good PVE use. Um, I think, uh, escape podcast talking about it would probably be pretty nifty in PVP as well. Someone's getting beat on, swap places with them, um, get them out of there. I think that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Now imagine this. Imagine you're playing Hutball. Yeah. All right. You put your healer with this skill at the goal line. Yeah. And whenever you get somebody with the ball that's close enough in the range, he yanks them to it, switches places, huh. and then he just goes right over the line. I wonder how that would work, if it would work with the ball. I that's know. the thing. That'd be cool. I doubt it works with the ball, but it would still be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I like these changes. I haven't played my power tech or my trooper in a while, honestly. But um I tried playing it in the Xeno Xeno Analyst. Xeno Analyst Republican one that took us three times to do. Right. And it was funny because I was like, Oh my trooper, he's, she's pretty badass and I was like then I ran my uh my gunslinger in the next one we did, I'm like, actually, my gunslinger's overpowered. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So we have a couple other things, um, before we get out of here, uh, commendation changes in 4.0. I, I'm curious to see what you think. So this was posted, I think today or yesterday. It says, I wanted to let you know about changes are coming to commendations in Fallen Empire. This way you can plan accordingly. Some be put only the names of some existing commendations are changing. There are no conversion rates or anything this time around. So they're changing names. So Basic comms will now be called common data crystals. Elite comms will now be called glowing data crystals. Ultimate comms will now be called radiant data crystals. And all other commendation names remain the same. The only reason I can Why? think for this Why? is if Come it's on. a story change. So, yeah. for example, we're getting into it and all of a sudden, you know, just like uh, on uh, on Ilum, it was all about the crystals for lightsaber mm-hmm. harvesting, right? And on Makeb, it was all about ISO 5, right? Right. Isotope 5. So... It just makes sense if, you know, one of the common rare elements is going to be data crystals. Yeah. Then it makes I, sense to fold it into the storyline. I can see that. I just, I like commendations better. I honestly, I mean, I, data crystals, I think it's kind of dumb. The other thing is, is common. the names. Like the names, I'm going to get confused. Common, yeah. Common, glowing, and, what's the difference between glowing and radiant? It sounds too much like how, on crafting Sorry. names for like for for mm-hmm. um, augments and stuff, but what it sounds like to me is that commendations have a very militaristic tone to it. True, and so if we're going into the future, and both the Empire and Republic are nerfed for you know lack of a better word, and it's a good point, and you have this new leadership, 
then maybe it is looking at it more as a non-military sort of form. All right. Well, yeah. Still like commendation better. Okay. Anything well, else on that? it's easy to call it comms. And- yeah, comms. Yeah. Now what are we calling it? Crystals, I guess? Common crystals, glowing crystals, radiant crystals. Mm, rad crystals is kind of cool. Calm crystals. Calm glow- glows and rads. Calm glows and rads, dude. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, uh, <laughs> remember the Cantina Tour is happening uh, this weekend, actually. In New, York, New York Comic Con. In New coming. York. That's going to be exciting. There's going to be some news out of there, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but that said, um, we did talk about there being a costume contest. And so what they said is they're happy to announce that Terra's from Minox Den will be a special guest judge for a cosplay contest at New York Comic Con. And check out this his amazing cosplay work. And there's a link. You know, that said, there is going to be a uh, coffee live from TwitchCon September 25th and 26th. So... We talked about it in the GGC the other day, and I hadn't seen this yet. Most of us have never didn't weren't that familiar with TwitchCon, but it's self-explanatory. Twitch, right. TwitchCon, right? Um, so basically, the the blurb is: Get ready to join Star Wars: The Old Republic developers and guest streamers live from TwitchCon for a first look at Chapter One: The Hunt in Knights of the Fallen Empire. So it's going to happen on Friday the twenty fifth, which is a couple days from now. And Saturday, September 26th. Um, I'm not sure what day they're going to be streaming it, but it's happening. So, I don't know. How do you feel? We talked about this on GGC a little bit, but how do you feel about the uh, Chapter 1 being broadcast out to the world? Um, well, I, I, I only watch certain streams anyways, mm-hmm. but when it's that much story content, I'm not watching it. Gotcha. Purposely, because I want to learn the story as I go. I hear you. And I'm torn, honestly, because for this show, I mean, we could honestly, and we had somebody on Twitter actually ask us, um, I don't know if you saw that, there was a little bit of a thread. Somebody was asking some of the podcasters, um, if we were going to be spoiling it on our shows. And I'm, I said, I know myself and, uh, Max from Escape Podcast basically said, you know, we are, you know, we'll let you know if we're going to spoil it. We're not just be like, this is what happens and not give right. you a warning. But at the same time, I mean, we could probably just say right now that we're not planning on watching it. I would rather not see Chapter 1, personally. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between showing um, game mechanics to kind of just show some things. But when you're showing full-on chapter story elements... Well, we saw the part of Chapter 3 in the last stream, but there really wasn't much there. Um, It was was more bits and pieces, but this is a full run-through. Yeah, and that's kind of what it sounds like, so... I don't know. First look at chapter one, maybe it's just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little torn. I may watch it just, just so that we can talk about it, but I, but if you don't plan on watching it, I think yeah, we I, might I'm just skip it. Yeah, I'm absolutely not watching it. And as a general rule, just from what we've done in the past is we tend not to spoil game content that we learned about ahead of time. Right. But like we, with the mining and stuff. Exactly. Right. But we do tend to talk about, uh, stuff after release. So it's not too much of a, Spoiler. Yeah. Um, but I would say the only things we do tend to spoil are comics. Right. And we usually wait, which is why we're not going to, I mean, we're not going to talk Kanan today. Just right. We usually, today. we usually wait a week on the comics so people get a chance to read them. Yeah. At least a week. And we, and I always put in the show notes spoilers. Right. We always say spoilers. 
you know, uh, people can skip the comic section. Again, we put the timestamps in the show notes. So, um, we will warn you. Um, but as of right now, we're probably not going to watch it, but I think it's interesting. I, I think the main goal with that is just to entice folks who may or may not be playing Svotor, um, that are at the con, that kind of thing. And I, and I, and I get why they're doing it, but I don't know. I think spoiling the beginning of a storyline is, is a little iffy, but, um, speaking of story. Better than the end. Yeah. That's, that's a good point too. Uh, speaking of story, uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire story and writing video. We missed this last week. This we came did. out. I actually enjoyed this. Yeah. It was really good. Um, it was short. Yeah. You know, and it was basically Charles Boyd talking about their inspirations for, for the story and stuff like that. It was neat. There was some clips that we've already seen, you know, with Lana force choking that guy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but the cool thing is about this, and you know, this is since we already knew the whole Lana Force Choke thing, it actually showed the dialogue mm-hmm. between Lana and and whoever whomever she's with. Right, and uh, we did see that in the other stream too, and they made that they made that choice to. Oh, really? They the actually did show, see. I didn't watch that stream on purpose. So. No, I know, and I and spoilers. Too late. Um, most people have seen it, but you're right, and the, and it was a cool little moment, and I don't know, again. I think we're going to skip the chapter one one, man. But this yeah, is a cool video. From what I could tell from the video, that Lana decision isn't story dependent. It yeah. Just, it was to illustrate your ability to make the companion's choices for them. And, and it's also the impact of choice, which is why they keep highlighting that. It's like they, they, in the stream, they alluded to the fact that if you make one choice, if you let the guy live, he may realize his cause is kind of lame and come and help you later. Right. But if you kill him, his people are going to come in. You know, it kind of reminds me when you get, when you're on, I want to say it was Narshada and you're, you uh, come across that, um, what is the name of that species? It looks like the spikes, but looks, um. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. They have like the reptile faces. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a underground element. Uh, it was the flame. Yeah. Was the name of the character. And you could choose to kill him or let him go. And, you know, you let him go. He went and settled on another planet. And you right. got credits later in the mail or something sure. like that. I love it's that sort of thing, mail. but it's more story involved. For sure. Um, all right. Last thing here. Uh, they're going to do another live stream on the 30th. Uh, and this is, it says, tune into Twitch on September 30th for Knights of the Fallen Empire. Uh, they're going to do a gameplay live stream. So... I'm very intrigued by this because I think people are going to get some of the stuff that they want. The team is proud to announce the next installment of our live stream series. Join the developers and be among the first to preview the state of the galaxy and Knights of the Fallen Empire. Tune in to our Twitch channel where we will be showcasing a wide variety of Fallen Empire gameplay features, which I think is very important, ranging from user interface updates, starting level 60, to core world, and crafting changes. So get ready to experience live gameplay from the up- upcoming expansion and listen in as our developers answer your most important questions. We hope to see you on the stream. People have been begging, begging. And this is, again, we're getting close, man. Right. Um, but they've been begging for these things, begging to see what's going on with crafting, what's going to be happening, how do you start at level 60, all right. of these kind of things. And I'm glad they're doing this. My concern <laughs> is... That these streams never... Okay, I'm going to rephrase that. I'm just going to keep my expectations low. Yeah, and this actually might be a stream I watch. Um, no, this is this you need to watch. Right, because, I mean, I think the them calling it gameplay is disingenuous. It's 
Because it's not like they're going through chapter one like they're doing with, at TwitchCon. What it is is to me, it just looks like it's more mechanics, right? And it's which I mean, is what people have been asking for. Exactly. I mean, it's not like they're going to be running around doing story content. They're most likely going to be in a stronghold somewhere, right? Doing user interface and showing, or saying if you're a new subscriber <clears throat> or if you want to start a level sixty this character, is what happens. here's how it works. Exactly. Which I think is cool. So, um, as somebody who does craft quite a bit and somebody who does deal with storage issues quite a bit, I'm curious to look at the user interface and crafting changes for sure. Yeah, man. So I'm excited about this stream. I'm definitely tuning in. I love these reg- these the streams where they're at, in the studios and they're talking. Um, and showing off parts of the game, like when they did the Yavin Stronghold and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that was good. Those are the ones I like. So I will definitely be tuning in, and we will uh, report back to, uh, after that. So, man, that's it for uh, for old Swotor. Right, it's time to go into Star Wars. Indeed. Ready? What's that flashing? We're losing the deflector shield. Both trap yourselves in. I'm going to make a jump to light speed. Star Wars. So pew, 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 pew. I had to bring it back. I didn't say it last week. Brought it back, bro. All right. I freed the pew. Oh, that sounds kind of dirty. Happy the pew. <laughs> uh, hello, our listeners. Okay, so we are in the Star Wars section. I think let's talk about our couple of news bits, and then we'll do comics. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm into this. Let's switch it up. So, first thing we have here is we have Star Wars Battlefront will be open. The beta will be open to everyone. That that's exciting. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm definitely going to be getting that on my on my computer and yeah, and playing that. So that's got to be coming up in the next few weeks because they've got a game release in early November. It, it has to be. I've heard October. There's no date or no info yet. But since I'm not worried about it now because. I was like, well, I haven't got my email yet. I guess I'm not playing the beta. And I like playing betas sometimes because I haven't pre-ordered yet, but I'm going to when I get paid in, in you know, next week. Uh, but I'd really like to check it out again and see how it goes. And Yeah, I mean, I still remember, what, almost four years ago when we were doing the beta for oh, yeah. for Swotor. And it was great. It was unfortunate you couldn't bring your character on into the, into the uh, main. Yeah. That's always uh, a bummer. Right, but I loved it where at the very end everybody got a you know literally counting down to midnight when it was time to get oh, yeah. off and and everybody got on the capital worlds and stripped down to their skivvies and jumped off a bridge. <laughs> and jumped off. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh so anyway, uh basically uh most of the game will be available. There's going to be uh on offline online mode, split screen co-op and all that stuff. So I'm excited about it and I can't wait to find out more. So when we know, we will know. You will know. Yep. There it is. Um, should we do, we have a kind of a new little section I've kind of thrown on here. Um, yeah, um, really quick before we get into that, I do want to say that, um, I, or Apple, uh, well, I do, yeah, I do want to say that Star Wars Uprising released an update for their iOS today. Oh, um, most likely in conjunction with the iOS 9 release, but it also did say that it had some streamlining of mechanics and whatnot. Oh, cool. So, uh, hopefully it'll make the gameplay a little bit easier. Yeah, because to me, it's a little clunky for a phone game. Yeah, because it's a little too, if it made it where you could zoom in, while not changing the angle of view of vision, which was kind of weird. Right. Um, but still being able to have like 
uh, red arrows pointing out where the enemies are coming from. Right. Because as it is right now, I mean, I've got fat fingers and I've got bad vision. And I, so when you're great. zoomed out like that, it's kind of hard to pinpoint where you want to poke. Well, and also, um, I, I, I haven't really logged in in the last week or so. My issue with it was to like, we were talking about the inventory things. We were talking about some of the, I didn't, I wasn't for a, not for a, Non PC, like I don't need that much in my mobile game. Right. Like honestly, I don't need to craft gear. I don't need to modify gear. Like it's a, it's an okay feature, but I don't want to get bogged down in it. I played too much Marvel Puzzle Quest and Swotor to get bogged in like another mobile game. And as much as I want to check out the story, um, I don't know. It, it hasn't, it hasn't grabbed me yet. I'm going to log back. I'm going to give it a chance, but you know, I'll check out the new update and see what changes came. So, well, you know, we got a, uh, a week long break coming up here in a couple weeks. Oh, so I can't wait for that. So uh we'll we'll definitely spend a little bit more time on that. So that might be the return of the flip side. Oh, that also, week. really quick That's uh, the return of the flip side that week. That'll be a nice return to the flip side. Yeah. Um also Star Wars Card Trader uh had a new uh, aspect today um of uh where they have schematics. And so the first schematic oh, pack I opened that. up, I was able to get a, a Slave 1 schematic. And so now I'm trying to cr- collect the nice. the parts for you, for me to be able to, to get Slave 1. So and I like that idea for that. Because for me, like just collecting cards is one thing. But having it build towards something, which is why I like Marvel Puzzle Quest. Because I get one thing, it levels up a character, and then yep. I can use them. And I can do unlock better things and get better characters. And that's what I like about that. Um, yeah, I think the introduction of the Smuggler's Den aspect of Card Trader a few weeks ago was great because it allowed you to, instead of just stockpiling, you know, cards, you were able to trade them in for better cards. and Absolutely. Yeah, so it was very cool. Totally, man. And, All right, so, um, so let's, uh, let's yeah. get to your new section. So cool. So this is a newish section. We've talked about rumors before, and there are other shows who don't do rumors. There are some people who, I just thought, I found a couple rumors today, and I just thought we'd have a little rumor mill yep. section. So let's check it out. Um, one of the rumors... Your reaction to this when I told you earlier was funny. Anyway, Hayden Christensen is rumored for Darth Vader. No! (laughs) That was pretty good, dude. Um, So, the story is, Darth Vader is once again rumored to be returning for Star Wars. (laughs) With this time being said, Hayden Christensen may play the role in Episode 8. I don't understand how that works. It's got to be Force... Force Ghost? Yeah, and they already took him in for... Prowse in episode uh, six. Yeah, that was disgusting. So R- Vader's been rumored to be returning for some time, for almost three years, um, and the latest rumor coming from making Star Wars. So they the site claims a fully operational Death Darth Vader chess piece and helmet have been created for Star Wars Episode Eight. It also said a Lucasfilm team is going to train Hayden Christian as Vader. Also been suggested Vader may have some sort of role in the Star Wars anthology Rogue One, which makes more sense. That does make more sense. Which takes place between episodes three and four. I would love that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Now, if they're going to bring him back for episode eight, this just came to my mind and I'm cracking myself up oh my with God, it. I can't wait. Is totally go David Prowse with it and lock him in the outfit, put James Earl Jones' voice on it just to give Hayden Christensen a paycheck. Yes. 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 That would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, speaking oh, of, we're mean. whether the rumor is true is anybody's guess, but a scene episode three when Anakin became Darth Vader, the voice of James Earl Jones was used. So, so I think you're on to something, buddy. But suggesting Hayden Christian is going to be used, used implicates at least 
his face will be seen on screen. Um, but will Christensen's voice be used when the mask is off? Uh, anyway, I think this is amazing. Uh, so as a rumor mill, none of this is true that no. as of right now, but it's really kind of fun to, to think about these things. Uh, I, <laughs> I would actually really like to see him in the anthologies, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense, especially since, you know, like we're reading in Star Wars mm-hmm. and Darth Vader comics, mm-hmm. um, which are a little bit earlier than that, but it just makes perfect sense for the time because he's there. I agree. You can't set something in that time period and completely ignore the ultimate bad guy in the universe. It would give them a chance to tie in what we've seen in the comics with to sync that up because we have these little hiccups but where, you know... Vader and and Luke's first meeting was not in episode six. It was actually before that. I mean five. Five. Um, which is actually before that, right? right? Um, so it would give them kind of a chance to, to play with that a little bit, I think. Yeah, and also, um, they, they, it also doesn't have to be a main character. It could be. True. You could do it in the boogeyman style of the way Emperor was in the original trilogy, where he was mostly talked about but not seen. True. Until the end of six. And the way the Vader's talked about in Rebels. Yeah. Where the Inquisitors point. take on that personal bad guy role where Vader comes in at the very end and plays oh, yeah. the overarching nemesis, right? And mm. so he could be that same sort of thing where in this one we're dealing with the Rogue One team or whatever that team is signified. I'm guessing Rogue One. Yeah. And they're getting the, the plans back. And the fact that, I mean, it, it really only makes sense because at the beginning of 4, Vader's trying to get the plans back. Personally, he is tasked exactly. with that from the Emperor. Right. So it only makes sense where even if it's at the end of Rogue One, where they have the, the plans. And all they do is say, dude, get the plans back. Exactly. Right. And he comes in as a thing at the end. And if they decide to do another anthology in mm-hmm. between there, there you go. I'm with you. 100%. Sounds good. So from a story element, that makes sense. Totally. Uh, so one rumor to, the no- to another. The second and last rumor we have is that the original Star Wars trilogy might be re-releasing, coming from Disney and Fox. So, and I just took one blurb from this. So essentially what they're talking about is the last time we got the original Star Wars, the original non-George Lucas went back and changed stuff, was on VHS. In the late 90s. In the late 90s? Yes. Like, yeah, no, I have that. It was the one with the purplish cover thing yep. on it. Yeah. Uh, and so I just pulled one thing from this. It says Disney acquired the rights to five Star Wars films when it purchased Lucasfilm for $4 billion back in 2012 from George Lucas. And it's recently licensed out their five Star Wars movies to Netflix in Latin America with Fox not yet committing. Disney is also rumored to be re- releasing Star Wars in the U.S. on Netflix. But sources have stated Disney is withholding from doing so because the online and VOD versions have been lucrative. So, I only pulled that thing out. It does talk about the idea that it might, it might be a thing. It might become yeah. Um, they make th- they would make a killing. Two things about this. Um, first of all, this is one thing you get with online journalism mm. that is not like legit journalism. Rumor mill is that there's well, no, not only that, but the source of it, right? right. Somebody who's not really trained in it is there are six Star Wars films, not five. Uh, that's a good point, and so. That goes to the credibility of the source. Other than that, actually, you don't, you don't going, like my rumor. <laughs> no, I like the rumor. I'm excited about <laughs> it. That's just with you. Go ahead. But it only makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you because Lucas said he was never going to release it in the original form again. 
Lucas doesn't own it again. Right. Okay. As somebody, I was working in a movie store when the last release happened and they released the special editions and they came in silver in the widescreen, gold in the full frame. Yeah, exactly. And then they had the black box set with the purple writing on it for, with Darth Vader on the cover for the original trilogy. Right. And it was a flat box. And they haven't been released since then, to my knowledge, in the U.S. Right. In section, in, in, um, the last was on VHS and Laserdisc, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And so they've never been released on DVD, never on Blu-ray. Right. Um, you can get them sure. illegally digitally. You can get them. Right. But um, it only makes sense because there is a market for them. There's a clamor for purists. Sure. And Disney is not one to leave money on the table. And look, I mean, there's going to be enough buzz when this movie comes out. Why not throw one more thing in the tab- on the table to be bought? Exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, that's my opinion. And production so. of... Blu-rays is cheaper than VHS. So. Definitely, definitely. Right, so shall we get to comics? Absolutely. That was fun, Rumor Mill. That was a fun I, Rumor I, Mill. I, I, I like that. When we, we're definitely going to have to look yeah. at it in the future. I think it uh, could be a thing. All right, so let's. Uh, we're going to talk about Lando number four and Star Wars number nine. Yes. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll catch you on the flip side. This would be a good time for a commercial. It would be. Hmm. I wonder if there is a, I don't know, is there a, uh, a group to join on mm-hmm. the Harbinger server Indeed. for those who have trouble with storage? Yeah. Uh, we will, we'll hand it over to our affiliate, Haha. Are you constantly selling mats to make room for other mats? Are you still sending Musco weekly emails about raising stack caps? Do you constantly complain about stackable storage on your Swotor podcast? Then we have the support group for you. You need the Harbinger Alliance for Hoarders Anonymous. Or Haha. The official inventory support group for the Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistake Guilds on the Harbinger server. For more information, contact Material Mentors, Jesse and Will. When no single cargo hold expansion is ever enough. Remember, haha. Uh, let's, uh, let's hit up Lando first. All right, Lando. Lando, Lando. Impressions? Uh, Wait, spoilers. Yes. Maybe. Um, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite of the series. Okay. But, um,. I did like that I, I didn't notice that the droid that went with the uh, the fixer is named 066. Right. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I really am curious to see what the connection is with Lando and the fixer, because they obviously know each other. Right. Well, I mean, that's, I mean he's a player, right? I, I, I'm guessing it's just one of his ladies. Well, it just goes back to the very first issue. We said that Lando knows everyone. Yeah. And he kind of does. And... I, I don't know. It's there were a couple of things about this I did like. I liked that um, what we were talking about last time with Lando was that that artifact in the room can def is def, definitely corrupted the Imperial Guard. Yes, and did the same thing with the I'm, one of the let's, clones. Let's just say, are they clones, Cathar? What they, are they actually in the scroll? It says that they're alien clone. Okay, because they did talk about cloning a child. Yes, but um, anyway. Uh, so one of them gets possessed and takes out a double blade lightsaber, cuts the arm off, the, and then they're in love. They're yeah, they're partners, and cuts off their arm. <laughs> I thought it was so cold. He goes, "I'm assuming it's a he um, that did the arm cutting." Uh, it was like, "I'm not gonna have a child with a one armed person." I mean, uh, uh, you know, you only have one arm. I would never have a child with you. <laughs> that was that yeah. Was there's up. when uh, the uh, the one who got. The arm cut off says, uh, Aleskin, my love, what has happened to you? Has something happened to me? I had noticed. <laughs> I had noticed. Though you, my dear Pavel, <laughs> seem to have lost something. Right. 
<laughs> so cool. It's pretty cool. I, I don't know. There was some good lines in this one. And I, I did like the fact that Lano doesn't run towards the end. Um, and then he gets so much crap for running from the Ugnaught. Uh, the Ugnaught's a girl. Yes. Which that I didn't, didn't surprise. which I didn't realize either. I thought that was kind of funny throwing that out there. I mean, it's hard to tell with these aliens, you know, and the monocle. I mean, I don't imagine very many women having monocles, but I mean, you know, it's an Ugnaught. I don't know. Uh, it, you know, I don't, I can't imagine. I, I mean, I'm not going to say this is my favorite either. There wasn't a whole lot going on. But at the same time, I did like um, the little one-liners and stuff. Yeah, um, it, this one definitely seemed to be more of a bridge issue going from the discovery of the Imperial Guard and the defeating of them to right. discovering the connection with the Fixer and how they're going to fight against the Emperor as well. For sure. Um, anything else stand out to you on this one? Uh, no, except for it looks like, uh, for the, at the very end, it shows the cover of the next issue, and it looks like Lando's playing some Sabacc. Ah, uh, yeah, that's gonna be good. So, so, whenever the man plays some cards, something's happening. So. Yeah, so that's good. I, I, going on to the other one, I really enjoyed this issue of Star Wars. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorites so far, I think. Um, besides the, I have a wife yeah. thing. Um, so, Star Wars number nine was yes. what we're gonna talk about next. And, I don't know, one of my, you pointed out the line when you were reading it uh, a minute ago where he says I'm a Skywalker. And and so right before that, he's so we talked about it last time. He's chasing the person who took his lightsaber. And and we find out it's a Magna Glove is right. what they're calling it. So the purple light. So it was uh, basically, a, it wasn't using the force. He was pulling right. uh, it via mag, magnetism, magnetism. And so he jumps and uses the glove to hold on to a bottom of a ship, which is badass. And he's meters away, right? Meters. Meters away. And Luke just starts running. And the guy's like, what? No way. There's no way you're going to. And he jumps from there, grabs the dude's leg, and they both fall. And that was cool. I mean, And he goes, what are you, crazy? <laughs> no, I'm a Skywalker. I'm a Skywalker. Which makes its double meaning is because, first of, of all, he's a Skywalker, which means he's a badass Jedi. Right. But second, he's a Skywalker. He, he literally, literally walked through the sky. Exactly. <laughs> which I thought was a cool touch. Right. Which is the first reference to the literal meaning of the name ever, ever. I've ever heard. I think so. Ever. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Plus, it was on a really good close-up of Luke's blue eyes, which yeah. was cool. That was neat. Um, but then we meet Gracchus the Hut. Oh, this hut. <laughs> because they yeah, because they end up in Hutta, uh, Hutta neighborhood of uh, town had a town like chinatown right and it's run by gracchus the hut obviously because this you know, guy <laughs> this hut his arms i know right okay first of all <laughs> we're used to the java the hut type of thing with you like know with t-rex arms t-rex arms right <laughs> This scene, you, you don't even notice his arms in the first panel, but then it gets to the panel and it's like, dude, he's back and like, he did not skip arm day. Yeah, no, he knocks Luke out with these big old giant buff arms. I imagine this hut doing hella curls all the time. I know, right? <laughs> They're like the rock. It's oh, insane. dude, it was cool. But so, the, yeah, so the cool thing is that he takes him back to his warehouse and Luke wakes up and all of a sudden he's surrounded by, this is the exact opposite of the ship in Lando. Absolutely. And, and it's a nice contrast between what's going on in Lando and what's going on in Star Wars. Not whether they're linked or not, but it was kind of cool to see there's a hut that's collecting Jedi artifacts. Yes. And which is why he wanted Luke, which is why he wanted the lightsaber. The lightsaber to add to his collection, but he wanted Luke specifically because he's got a bunch of Jedi holocrons, which I thought was well, cool. Well, we see he has one. 
Right. Okay. With, and, sorry. I and he kind of forces Luke to try it, right? So at the very end, he counts to five. And at five, Luke's able to open the holocron, but then it's a very, very wide panel. And you see that there's like 20 holocrons oh, around so the room, cool. and all of them open at once. And they right. all start spouting off the beginning of what they're saying, right? Really so cool. obviously, yes, Luke is a captor, but this looks like where he's going to get a lot of his Jedi knowledge. Exactly. Which is cool, and I and I think that this is we get to see through these comics Luke's path. We get to see like how he's going to learn what we see him ha- what we see him possess eventually in Episode Six. Yes, which is I'm the man. Yes, but there was a little thing here that I don't know if you noticed, but know. when he opens up all the holocrons, there's a big panel and it shows like five or six of the of the masters inside. Right. Saying stuff, right? But then one particular master gets their own panel. The Tagruta? Yes. And it looks like it could be one of two Tagruta. Okay. One, it's either Shakti, who died on Geonosis mm-hmm. in episode two. Okay. Which I don't think it is. Okay. I think it is... It's Ahsoka. No. It's not Ahsoka? No. Who do you think it is? I think it's Kanan's master. That wasn't a Tagruta, though, was it? Was Balaba a Tagruta? I believe so. Mm, we might have to do some research. Should we research it? Research it. I I I thought it was I thought it was Ahsoka. Does the timeline not sync up? I think she. I mean, at this point, Ahsoka's got to be close to fifty. And she looked kind of old in that. She did, but let's see. We're doing a little research. Depa Balaba, not Tagruta. She is gender, female species. She's Chalakatatin. Yeah, remember? She had the little braid thingies. I must have totally seen it differently when I was reading it. <laughs> All right, so, hey, it looks like it might be Ahsoka. So, I, <laughs> hey, look, you can see it on the front there. There she is right there. All right, yeah, I totally okay. saw it differently. So, however we cut this together, the point is, is that I thought, I immediately thought Ahsoka. I think you might be onto something with um, Shakti, though. Because uh, Shakti was a little bit older than that, because Ahsoka right. wasn't... Ahsoka, when she became a Padawan, she was like, what, 10? Right, and I'm assuming... Well, but right now, the timelines with Rebels and Star Wars... Well, Rebels are done, because we're already at Luke. So it would make sense if it was Ahsoka, because she would have died before the last the last movie. Well, we don't this, know if she died. Well, I think we have to assume. Well, we're going to... We'll hopefully, hopefully we find out in Rebels. Yeah, we'll hopefully find out in Season 2 of Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, I I'm, I don't know who it is, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I, mean, I thought Ahsoka, because every time I see it to Gruna, I think Ahsoka. Yeah, I... Saturated. Yeah, I really don't know. It depends on if, if Lucasfilm really wants to tie in that much. It might mm-hmm. get a little too convoluted in that place. Whereas in this case, by being it being Shakti, they just might give a little bit more depth to a character already in the saga. Sure. I mean Ahsoka's already there, but Ahsoka's already got such a a broad and deep connection with so many different people. Well and I don't think it's gonna come I don't I can't imagine well, okay, so so let's say it's Ahsoka. Let's just say it's Ahsoka and we get in the next issue he spends some time with that holocron. Are we going to learn that she was, yeah, her and that, master that makes, was 
Modern Master Anakin. was Anakin. And that makes sense in the fact that people who feel that they were failed by or failed others taking on the mantle to solve the problem. For example, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan failing Anakin, therefore taking on the mantle with Luke. Right. And and that might be interesting. I, I, I can see it getting a little convoluted, but... I don't know. If, as long as they have the story planned out well, mm. I think it'd be very cool to find out that the person who trained Luke to become a Jedi was through the Holocron was Ahsoka. That's badass. I gotta say that's badass. And I think we're on to something. That would be pure Star Wars story. Yeah, and I think um, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, no one else. I mean, look, it's gonna take me a couple days to publish this, but the point is... No one else that we listen to talks about the Lando comic. And, and they're not talking about this comic. They're not talking about Lando. Look, I think we're in. I think we got it. Word. All right. So, man, um, I think we're done. Yeah. Next right? week. We're oh, gonna... we didn't talk about the Han storyline at all, but there wasn't much going on. Yeah. They're really, you know, it's so funny for the fact that we learned about Sana Solo, what, at the end of issue six or mm-hmm. the end of issue five, mm-hmm. and now we're in issue nine, and they still have no resolution. No. Still don't know how they're married. Nothing. But it is kind of interesting that we keep getting little... Piccadillos, right? It was kind of cool that Han admitted he was a rebel. And she's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and then they all get into the <laughs> ship. And they start laying. Han start fighting. Sana and Han start fighting. <laughs> at the very end, Leia and Sana at the same time both say, shut up. Yeah, and I think it was funny because he's like, I think I should be flying the ship. Shut like, up. <laughs> I think I should be the pilot. Uh, shouldn't I be the pilot? Because you know he's saying, because I'm the man. Because I'm, come on, I'm the man, I'm Han Solo. I should be flying the plane. <laughs> and all the women say, shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love this comic, man. It's getting better. And um, the we have the last Lando next la- next month, right? Because there's only five? I believe so. And we've got, we've got the one-off of C-3PO coming up. We've got Chewbacca coming up. In November. In November. We've got um, Kanan issue six next mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Kanan, Kanan six. We're going to talk about next week came out today. Right. But we're going to talk about next week. Right. And that's an ongoing. It's not a, it's not For a sure, short run. Which I'm excited about. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen considering our last conversation. And it, and it completely makes sense that Kanan would be a longer, would be a, a full run. Uh, simply because they have so much that they could tie in with the Rebel show, it makes sense for them to keep going. Exactly. So, um, other than that, I think that's it for Star Wars, man. Yeah. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I'm going to hand it over to you. We're done with this. Yeah, we're Let's get into to pop culture. Pop culture. Um, I only have a couple bits of news. Um, actually four bits of news. Um, you have a couple Mm -hmm. and we'll get to yours in a minute. But, um, the first thing I have to talk about is unfortunately we had a passing this week and not anybody you probably had really heard of, especially you younger listeners. Um, but we lost Jack Larson at the age of 87. Um, and he is mostly well known because in the fifties version of Superman, with George Reeves, which is, you know, quintessential, mm-hmm. um, he played Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. So, you know, we lost him, unfortunately, but, you know, you know, 87, good life, played an incredible character in a great TV show, so. Yeah, bucket of win equals big. Yes. And actually, I still remember watching the Superman reruns yeah. on Saturdays wow. when I was a kid. I remember my dad used to manage a... a uh, appliance store mm. and he would take me in on Saturdays and 
just put me in front of all the TVs. Oh, that's bad. And uh, I would watch Saturday morning cartoons, and then Gilligan's Island would come on, Superman would come on. Oh, uh-huh. so it was kind of cool to hang out with my dad and still watch all my shows. So it was cool. We got a little bit of news. It's kind of interesting. USA Network, which has canceled Hannibal, which has been fairly popular. Yeah, yeah. Or they're going to stop producing it. Um, they're doing that because they're kind of giving that funding over to Luke Besson, um, who, you know, he's mostly well known because he's done a whole bunch of, uh, he's French. Um, but he was married to, I believe he was married to Gina Davis for a while, but he did huh. Fifth Element. He did a whole bunch of other stuff, but he's, currently most well-known for the Taken series. Oh, nice. Okay. And so it looks like uh, they're giving him a straight-to-series order. So it means he doesn't even have to make a pilot. And he, they're going to really? do a pilot. But he doesn't have to go through pilot season. It's a straight-to-series order. Oh, good for him. Um, for a Taken prequel series that, that takes place badass. before um, Mills, Brian Mills has a wife and kid. Okay. And it's when he's in the special forces or whatever, and he learns that particular set of skills. Which I think is important. Uh, is, uh, who are they going to get to play the young they don't Mason? No, they, no, they're yeah, really okay. not that far in. They're writing it right now. There's some big shoes to fill, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> really big <laughs> shoes. Uh, the old woman could live in these shoes. Inside joke. Okay, so, uh. <laughs> anyway, so. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about this next bit of news. It looks like Disney is going forward with heard about this. sequels to Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, you might want, you might think sacrilege, right? Because Mary Poppins is no, such a classic. But just like, to print money. Exactly. But just like Peter Pan and, and Winnie the Pooh, they're based on a series of books. It's not just one Mary Poppins book. Right. P.L. Travers wrote a series of Mary Poppins books. So the first one, you know, took place in the 19, 19- uh, 10 era, mm. era with the whole suffragette movement. This one looks like it's going to take place about 20 years later during the okay. depression. Hmm. And uh, we'll see how the Banks family who were They're bankers all... oh, makes sense. deals with the depression in the thirties. So it should be kind of interesting. Um, I'm excited. It's going to make a million dollars. Oh, a absolutely. Zillion, a zillion dollars. Excuse me. And, and this really um, ties in with the pension of Disney remaking animated classics even though mary poppins wasn't animated you know they've done cinderella they're making beauty and the beast right now they've done maleficent Maleficent. D- question they're doing um, jungle book which we talked about last week oh that's gonna be amazing uh question do you think they're gonna do the animated the live action melding with animated thing like they did with the first one i think it would be stupid not to yeah but to do it right now it's so expensive um, I, I read, I can't remember, I mean, there's no sourcing for this, but I remember reading in an article a few years ago mm. that they had always considered of doing a, a Roger Rabbit sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do it with that technology now would cost like $250 million. Huh. You would think, I mean, but you think with, with technology the way it is now, they, they figure out a, a way to do it, Well, the, you know? Um, plus, um, uh, I think it's DreamWorks is doing a Space Jam sequel. Oh, yeah. and LeBron is involved in that. So that's going to be terrible. It, well, the first one was terrible, but it still made a ton but, of money. No, because yeah, because, Michael Jordan, and you know, Michael Bugs Jordan. Bunny. I watched it. I, you know, I, I know I like those characters too. It's going to be fine. I'll see it anyway. Moving on. So, so I don't see it not doing that, and especially with this whole thing. There, Disney and Star Wars and Marvel are just making money hand over fist right yeah. now. Um. They're putting a ton of money into product, whether it be theme parks or movies or whatnot. Right. It just makes sense for them to try this. And if it succeeds, I can totally see them trying to go back to Roger Rabbit. I hear you. Sounds good. Um, so that's it. My last bit of uh, is new, of news is on Sunday night the Emmys happened. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very big into award shows. Um, I did live tweet the Oscars when that happened. I didn't get a chance to live tweet the Emmys, but I'm going to try to live tweet the major award shows as they come on because we're entering award show season. Cool. Um, starting in January, but we get the movies coming out soon that are award show noms. But I do want to go over a couple of the big news from the Emmys. Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Won 12 awards, um, eight technical and four uh, in the main show, but that broke the record. Um, cool. Previously, the record had Shows been held one. by uh, West Wing and Hill Street Blues. Both had won nine cool. in a single season, so 12 wins in the season is huge. Wow. Um, Veep won for Best Comedy, hmm. and it beat Modern Family, which had won, I believe, five previous I years. I say, that's been doing really well. And that had been tied with Frasier for most consecutive wins. Oh, wow. Bummer. And so Veep knocked that out <laughs> of the, the chance of winning. Um, John Stewart had his last season, and he uh, won for best uh, best show. Good. Um, Transparent. Um, Jeffrey Tambor won um, for best actor in a comedy series, cool. and it's the first open transgender character to win. Um, also in that vein, Viola Davis won for How to Get Away with Murder, and she's the first African American woman to win best actress in a drama. Cool. Um, Very nice. And then. My favorite thing of the night, John Hamm finally won after being nominated six times Good for, him. for Mad Men, and he finally wins in the final season. Nice. Um, so that's exciting. He had won before because he'd been a producer on the show, so he's gotten producer rewards because Mad Men won four times in a row. Totally. Um, which it was actually going for its best, its fifth best drama, which would have beaten the tie West Wing and Hill Street Blues, but it lost to Game of Thrones. Wow. So. That was its last chance. That was dramatic. Beat, yeah, that was its last chance to beat the record, and it won't happen now. Um, so that's my last bit of Emmy, Emmy news. Um, you have a little bit of news, so let's go on what you what you brought in. I had a couple things, man. You always have a couple things. Um, the wife and I watched the uh, season premiere of Doctor Who over the weekend. And how was it? It was. Oh my god! It's it's dark. This it's one good. has to do with witches, right? This one has to do with. Uh, well, I don't want to really spoil anything, but it has to do with the origin of the Daleks at, on some level. Really? And it's, you know, most things are tied to the Doctor. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. But it's, it's, it's good. Like, it was, you know, and I'll get to my next bit of Doctor Who news in a second, but it was a really good uh, pre uh, premiere. The wife and I, of course... You know, uh, Capaldi's not our favorite. He's growing on me, I think, a little more than he's growing on her, to be honest with you. But, um, I'm really, I'm, I like his wit. I like his, I, he's just a funny old man, but like he does, there's, there's certain things about the way he approached the character and the way where the doctor is at this point in his life that I, I kind of dig. And so I'm not the biggest fan of his companion. Um, but we'll kind of, I think that's going to work its way out. You know, I think what you're saying about Peter Capaldi there, where he's kind of playing the right way for this time in the doctor's life is exactly what I think made Matt Smith so good in the role. Yeah. Because he was the youngest actor ever to play the doctor, but he played the doctor at its oldest stage. Well, at that point, it's oldest stage. Now Peter Capaldi's taking that over, but he played him old and tired at points, but still goofy, but super goofy. But what you were just saying about how you're coming around to Capaldi as the doctor, I remember seeing this thing on Tumblr um, when Matt Smith first took over. And yeah. how David Tennant was so popular, 
right? And Everybody when, has a hard time transitioning to a new exactly. doctor. Exactly. There's a cycle of the doctor, mm-hmm. right? And it's that, oh my god, I hate the new doctor. I guess the doctor's all right. He's okay. This is the best doctor ever. <laughs> I can't believe this doctor's leaving. <laughs> it's too soon. Exactly. It's, that's the cycle of the doctor. Yeah. And so Capaldi's just in that second phase right now yeah. where I guess he's okay. And for me, I, I didn't dislike him in the beginning. I wasn't as attached to Matt Smith as I was with Tennant. Matt Smith's exit was epic, um, which I really dug. And then all of a sudden it's very jarring to see the youngest ever going to this old guy. And I'm just like, Oh, this is weird. Uh, but it's really good. And that episode, he has, he makes his entrance on a tank and it's, he's playing the guitar. I mean, electric guitar. It's badass. It's a pretty fun episode, but it's also dark at the same time. Right. Which that's what I love about Dr. Who is it really toes that line really well. Yeah. Um, little sidebar here. I just finished catching up with Criminal Minds. Nice. As you know, I've been watching that lately. So I finished the 10th season. Um, the next thing on my to watch list is the Green Arrow Flash universe. Nice. So I'm going to be watching the first three seasons of wow, Green Arrow, the that. first season of Flash, and now I'll be watching, I'll, after I watch those, I'll catch up with this season of Arrow, this season of Flash, and this season of Legends. I'll try to do it quick because it's all coming up. I know. Come on, bro. But after that, the next thing in my queue after that is going to be catching up with Doctor Who. Yeah. And, and, you can do it anytime, but it, this is this is pretty cool. And so my next bit of news is Jenna Coleman is said to be leaving Doctor Who. And that is the current uh, companion who... Well, this is her third season. Right. So it, that's pretty long time for... Yeah, but... I mean, we're, we're used to Amy Pond and, and, you know, the Ponds, but they were there a long time. They were there a long time. That was really long for, for a companion. And so it's reported that this is going to be her final season... I don't know if she's even going to make it through the whole season. From the it's way not unheard it. of to switch companions mid-season. Right. And so um, an interesting part about this story is that this is the, at least the second time Coleman is said to be leaving, with the previous time said to be around last year's Doctor Who's Christmas special. Uh, however, reports surfacing uh, stating the episode was retooled uh, when she decided to stay on. So there's no official announcement yet. So again, this is a rumor. Um, but she's rumored to be to be leaving to play Queen Victoria in a fifth five fifteen point five million production for ITV. So, um, well, ITV is a good network, but the and I I always think the change of companions is good because it make it forces the doctor to change. And and I I'm mean, with you. I I and I'm sorry to cut you off. I really I my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of Doctor Who is the companions. And, oh, absolutely, and, always and, has been. And you know and. There's something to be said about a good companion. There's something to be said about someone who brings out that aspect of the Doctor. And that's why Doctor Who is so... Why it has such a beloved following. And I just wore one of my t-shirts a day or two ago. was a, Actually, today was a Doctor Who shirt. And yesterday was a Doctor Who shirt. I have this 50th the anniversary. The 50th anniversary Doctor. I love that shirt. And it was a really cool shirt. But this idea that this this show, this this character has been around for so long. Because it's like... It's not just him. It's, it's, it's the companion that's with them. It's the stories that unfold because of that companion mm-hmm. and what that draws out of that companion or that, that doctor from that companion. So. Okay. And I, I can't believe it, but I'm drawing a blank on the, the companion when they rebooted the series. Rose Tyler. Thank you. Yep. I, I, Billy Piper. Billy the actor's Piper. name was stuck Love in Billy my Piper. head. Yep. Um, but the, the way, especially, I mean, she was great with, with uh really good with, with Eccleston. Eccleston, yeah. She and was I, he great was, with he's Eccleston. my second favorite, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Eccleston is great. He was um, not around long enough. 
No, he was only around for, for one season. Yeah. But, but the way that they interacted, and especially the way she interacted with Tenet and that they fell in for love, sure. right? Yeah, that was cool. That doctor. But the way that Tenet interacted with Rose was so much different than the way that he interacted with Donna. Right. Both such important yeah. relationships. And how funny was Donna? Hello. Donna is She's, one of my favorite companions. Like, and I the kind fact of hated that now she doesn't know anything. Right. Oh, she can't. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, anyway, spoilers. Doctor Who spoilers. Um, um, many of these are years old. But, um, okay, so that's all my real... Oh, the reason I bring this up is because there's a little trailer. I'll put a link in the show notes for the episode two. So, if you're keeping up on Doctor Who, um, there's a little trailer for The Witches Familiar, which I think is cool. Uh, okay. Alright, my last TV thing is the wife and I have been watching The 100. Yeah, what the is one... this about? Okay, so it's on Netflix. It is about... Uh, it's one of those... Sort of Battlestar Galactica kind of things. So essentially there's nuclear war on Earth. Um, there's a certain set of people that are, that put together all the space stations that are orbiting Earth. And that's the last of humanity. They have to wait a hundred years for the Earth to be habitable again. And, um, not to give too much away, but at some point they realize they need, they send down 100 of their prisoners to test out Earth to see if it's habitable in all kinds of crazy stuff happens it's kind of a weird combination of like yeah it's kind of a weird combination of like lord of the flies um battlestar galactica lost like there's all these like little common elements of those kind of shows like you definitely see the different influences exactly and it's 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 really good it's it's also kind of cw-ish a little bit at times but you know, because it's love and love stories and such, you know, but it, it's, it's actually really good. The actors are good. The kids are good. Um, and there's enough, there's enough to keep you watching. And I like to see if you're interested in seeing how, hum- like different versions of how humanity would put itself back together or how a bunch of kids would make a new society on a planet, um, and try to get the attention of the people orbiting. It's kind of cool. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, we are on episode, nine ten something like that okay um we're almost done with the first season i think so it's 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 pretty cool it's definitely worth watching well it's on my list now cool and all right one one or two more really quick things there was a new trailer for the hunger games we watched it uh for mockingjay part two yeah this was really interesting i thought it was very heavily influenced by pink floyd Mm -hmm. video um and it's heavily for for those of you who've read the books it heavily featured prim which was great so And I haven't read the books. The wife's read the books. Her family's really into it. Um, I threw this in here basically as a tribute to her. I just go to the movies. <laughs> um, I've seen Mockingjay Part 1. It was good. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm intrigued enough to check out 2 for sure. I think you're going to like Mockingjay Part 2 a lot more. It's very battle heavy. And that's pretty much all I want. It's pretty, it's pretty much going to be the equivalent of what Harry Potter 7 Part 1 and 2 were. Oh, well, there we go. Very, you know how the first... Mockingjay was very, a little bit of battle, but mostly exposition. Oh, mostly that, yes. Um, but the second one was Pretty much killed. all battle. That's what this is going to be like. Cool. One last fun thing I put in here real quick, man, is... Uh, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> I, saw, I think I sent you a link to this. Uh, the I just saw this article. It's like CNET or something. It said, go to the dark side of debt with this $28,500 Star Wars watch. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's The watch is ridiculous. I mean, you're going to spend more than a car worth of money on a watch. This is the watch you want if you're a Star Wars fan. It's amazing, but God, it's 
It's a down payment on a home. Yeah, and I mean, there's not there's a limited run of them. It's it's just kind of cool to check it out. Uh, the box is cool. Looks like a Tie Fighter. I mean, it's badass, but at the same time, it's madness at the same time. So anyway, I just threw that in there for fun. So let's get to our last part, man. Go. Yeah. Um. Again, real reviews. Um. And we're gonna focus on trailers this week. I do have, uh, seriously, eight trailers to mention, but I'm just gonna do quick, quick mentions of them well, and i want say you that. And, oh dude i'm gonna slap you <laughs> and i just want your recaps really quick um the good di- uh, the good dinosaur from pixar released their first trailer that had uh, a dialogue in it which was really cool unfortunately oh, the trailer that we had had spanish subtitles um but we got to hear sam elliott's voice in it which was yeah. very cool and uh i love the scene at the end when the t-rexes roar and they knock the like, other dinosaur you're supposed to be roaring bro exactly <laughs> so that was great um I'm really looking forward to the new Ron Howard movie in the heart of the sea, yeah. which is based on whaling. And it's basically based on the true story that inspired Herman Melville to write Moby Dick. Can I just say that trailer was terrifying? It was. That whale scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I don't and, know if I'm even going to see that movie. And as for me, for someone who loves national park sites, I went to the new Bedford whaling center in yeah. Massachusetts and whaling was no joke. Yeah. And I hate water. And I would never be on the ocean. So that's terrifying. Sorry. Continue. Exactly. Um, kind of sticking in the vein of young adult apocalyptic type of stories. We were talking about Mockingjay. Um, the fifth wave looks interesting. Oh, it's got, cool. um, uh, Chloe Moritz Grace, I think is her last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in kick ass. She's done some other stuff. Um, she's in it. Ron Livingston from swingers and sex in the city is in it. Um, it's basically, uh, Independence Day meets. Left Behind meets The Maze Runner, I guess is a way to put yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Uh, that sounds about right. So, yeah. So, basically... It looks cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, I thought the, the visuals were really cool. You've never read the book. It's basically... I have not. Book, it's right? based yeah. on a bestseller, so it's yeah. something I should I should get into. I haven't read the book. Um, the one that probably scared me the most, though, is freaking Everest. No. I can't watch that movie. Dude, and it has an all-star cast. Josh Brolin's in it. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Karen Knightley's in it. I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm not going to watch that movie. Dude, it's scary as all get up. No, can't do it. Can't I mean, the scariest thing, real life is scarier than anything you could dream up, and one in four people that try to climb Everest die. So, that's terrifying. And it costs thousands of dollars to do it. Not doing it. Um, one that looks cool, I'm a huge Emily Blunt fan. Hmm? Um, new American, Emily Blunt, she's, she became a citizen recently. Yeah. Um, and she's filming a movie, she filmed a movie again, Josh Brolin, uh, called Sicario. Uh, Benicio del Toro's in it. It's, oh, yeah, that looked cool. It's a a border thing uh, where they're dealing with uh, drug cartels and everything, um, but it looks like uh, the Americans are trying to go into war as um, Mexico. So Damn that should be kind cartels. of that should be interesting. Cool. Uh, we watched the trailer for Michael Fassbender and Macbeth, and anytime that they surprised do, me, dude. Yeah, anytime they do faithful interpretations in new ways, kind of like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, or. Kenneth Branagh's uh, Macbeth mm-hmm. that was in New York, right? Stuff like that. Or not in New York, in France. Um, it's, or is that Hamlet? It doesn't matter. Doesn't Anytime matter. they do that, where it's not so realistic, like, say, um, Henry V by Mel Gibson, or anything by sure. Lawrence Olivia that's so time period specific. This looks so good. Yeah. And, no, this looks awesome. And it's got Marion Cotillard in it, and she's phenomenal. The Martian. Okay. Seeing Ridley Scott go back to to space, first of all. Plus, again, it's an all-star cast of Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain. I mean, all you had to do was say Matt Damon. I'm in. Yeah. We talked about Matt Damon last week uh, with Bourne, and, and, you know, I'm definitely 
I'm definitely excited about the Marsh. It looks good. Yeah, and it I is, haven't read the book yet. I think I have it on my wish list for Audible. Um, but I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, it does look really good. Then uh, it looks like the last one I have is a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually don't talk too much about Vin Diesel, although, you know, it, it is kind of funny. Vin Diesel kind of, I put Vin Diesel and The Rock into the same category, except yes. for I, I think The Rock is more entertaining. But they both get depends on the role pigeonholed into action movies, mm-hmm. right? But they both can do comedy really, really well. And if you don't believe me, watch The Rock and the Rundown. Rundown is awesome. And watch Vin Diesel and the Pacifier. I haven't seen that one, though. They're both hilarious, okay. right? And this isn't a comedy, but it looked badass. Yeah. It's called The Last Witch Hunter. And it definitely is one of those Vin Diesel kicks ass sort of things. No, I'm excited about this. Do you have facial hair and stuff? It's going to be cool. But the special effects look great. He's not bald in all of it. Interesting. As long as he's not bald in all of it. <laughs> but it, it looks interesting. So, and I, this is coming from somebody, I actually really like the Fast and the Furious series. Yeah. Um, I would actually, here's the thing, I, and I'm going to throw this out there because I'm a big uh, Impractical Jokers fan. Yes. I listen to What Say You podcast with uh, Sal Volcano and, and mm-hmm. Brian Quinn. This is a weird tangent, but I, because you said Fast and the Furious, they did a podcast where they watch the movie and they talk about it. I have four sitting in my queue still because I haven't seen those Fast and the Furious movies yet. Oh, they did it for each of them? They did it for each of them. I'm going to have to look at that. And so what I would like to do with you, weird, what I would like to do is I would like to watch the movie, the Fast and Furious movies I haven't seen with you, listen to the podcasts, and and actually talk about it with you. That'd be cool. Now, the question I have to ask you is because they're actually released in chronological order. Yes, they talked about them in chronological order. Okay, so they went one, two, four, five, six, three, seven. I can't remember. But I stopped listening because I've only seen one and two. Yeah. And we'll just start at the beginning. And, of and course. Naturally. Okay. Absolutely. So Fast and Furious run. That's a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. You heard it here first, folks. All right. So that's it for my trailers for the oh, week. Oh, yeah. We're done. Um, that's it for real reviews. Mm-hmm. We finished off pop culture. Um, Anything else? I feel like, oh, you know what? I realized we made a mistake last week. And I'm, and I, and I feel like we should address it. We never make mistakes. <laughs> Cause we take ourselves so seriously. I know, uh, right? We made a mistake. We said Mogwai in, for, uh, for Jungle Book. And I was listening to Plumbing the Death Star and I realized we got that mixed up with Gremlins. It was Mowgli for, <laughs> for Jungle Book. And you can't see Will's face when he just realized what we did. <laughs> Because I even said it wrong, and then you said, no, it's Mogwai. And I said, okay, Mogwai. So we went with that, but that was Gremlins. Because they did this whole, Pulmy and Death Star did this whole thing about Gremlins. And I was like, they keep saying Mogwai. I think this is, oh, crap. Mowgli. Okay, my face is bright red right now. Because I take my love of film seriously. Especially Disney film. So I take that all on me. Oh no, it's all his fault. So I just thought that was funny. I, I, I blame your. Yeah. Oh, last week was the eight percent beer. That's I blame funny. that. Well, and on that note, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So, if you have comments or questions, if you want to correct us, and you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. All your hate mail can be sent to Will Griggs at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Take the time to give us a positive rating. We love it. And share us on the other social medias. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Patreon. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. 
get some socks. And on that note, unless you have anything else, I have nothing. We will see you next week. See y'all next week. <laughs> I, I had to bring that up on air. I, I can't believe I messed I'm that up. I'm so glad I didn't forget. That was awesome. <laughs>